This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Where are you? (laughs) If you're looking for cheap chills this Halloween season, the Notorious Bakersfield Halloween Tour is for you. This self-paced audio driving tour will take you to crime scene locations in southwest Bakersfield. For $20, you and your friends will learn about this town's most disturbing crimes while you're at the actual location. To purchase this year's Halloween tour, go to NotoriousBakersfield.com and click the Halloween tour link. Or visit the Notorious Bakersfield social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Due to graphic subject matter, this tour is recommended for adults only. Welcome to another episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. I'm going to do another Notorious Bakersfield shorts. It's where I have uh, more than one story in one episode because they're kind of short stories. So the first story is going to be one house, two suspicious deaths. And the other story is baby John Doe. A house on Potomac Street was the scene of two separate suspicious deaths a year apart, and they were both unrelated. The address the Bakersfield Californian published at the time for this house, I believe, was wrong, but I can't find a correct address anywhere. So maybe a notorious Bakersfield listener knows this address. Lois Emerson, 32 years old, was a divorced mother of two and was dating and living with A.D. Chamberlain on Potomac Avenue. On the night of March 29, 1936, Lois Emerson and A.D. Chamberlain went to a dance hall. Both were having a good time dancing and drinking the night away, but things took a turn when Chamberlain began showing another woman too much attention. Chamberlain and this other woman were on the dance floor together when Lois stepped between them. Lois Emerson and A.D. Chamberlain had words. They were a spectacle as they quarreled at the dance hall. Chamberlain said he'd had enough and told Lois that he was going home to pack his stuff and move out. He goes home, is packing up his personal belongings, when Lois barges in. Remember, this is Chamberlain's side of the story. By this time, it's about 3 a.m., March 30th, 1936. As he's packing, Lois tells him she'll help. She starts grabbing his stuff and throwing it out the front door into the yard. You can see where this is going, right? As Lois is grabbing his stuff, she runs across or comes across Chamberlain's 38 caliber revolver, gets it, turns it to her chest and pulls the trigger. Lois Emerson dies right there instantly. Chamberlain calls the police. They come arrest him for suspicion of murder. 
After hearing his story, exactly how I told it to you, Chamberlain is released from custody. The coroner ruled Lois Emerson's death a suicide. A year later, another family is living in the same house Lois Emerson and A.D. Chamberlain lived in. Hildreth Schrum and her teenage daughters moved into this house on Potomac. Actually, it was Hildreth, her two daughters, and three boarders. Hildreth Schrum rented out some rooms to out-of-town laborers. In the morning of May 19, 1937, Hildreth saw her 19-year-old daughter Dorothy Shrum sleeping peacefully on her bed. Hildreth didn't bother her daughter as she was still recovering from a surgery to remove her appendix a month prior. As it got later in the day, Hildreth told her younger daughter to check on Dorothy. And that's when it was discovered that Dorothy wasn't sleeping. She was dead and had been dead for some time. Initially, Hildreth and the authorities believed the teenager died from complications from her surgery. But investigators discovered ligature marks and bruises on Dorothy's neck. The coroner concluded she'd been strangled to death, probably by a cloth belt that was in a hallway. Police questioned all occupants of the residence, Hildreth, her younger daughter, the three boarders, and none emerged as suspects. This case is one of the Kern County Sheriff's oldest unsolved murders. Now, the mystery about the house and their reporting about Lois Emerson's death, the Bakersfield Californian published the address as 388 Potomac Avenue. The problem is that address is right where the entrance to Union Cemetery is located. And since the cemetery was there long before these cases, it's impossible for that to be the address. In their reporting on Dorothy Shrum's case, the Bakersfield Californian only said the house was on Potomac Avenue near Mount Vernon. So if anyone out there knows where this house might be or was, let me know. In 1965, Rod Flint, an employee of Armstrong Flickinger Mortuary, lived at the funeral home with his wife. The establishment, now long gone, sat on the corner of 13th and Chester Avenue. Through the years, while living and working at Armstrong Flickinger, Flint had seen a wooden box about 26 inches long sitting on a shelf in the mortuary's attic but he never gave a thought to what it might contain. All those years of seeing it sitting on a shelf never made Flint curious of its contents. Until July 1965, Flint decided to open the box. What he found inside haunted the entire community of Bakersfield. This is Baby John Doe. On July 17, 1965, Rod Flint was in the attic of Armstrong Flickinger Mortuary, moving some of his personal belongings. He spied that redwood box, something he'd seen before numerous times, but never paid too much attention to it. But that day, his curiosity got the better of him. Flint pried the lid off the box, 
and inside he found a hermetically sealed metal box. When he finally was able to break the seal and open the lid to this metal box, there was another box. But surrounding this box were wads of newspaper, like you do for packaging a fragile item. This made Flint more curious about the contents. With a mixture of excitement and apprehension, Flint pulled out these wads of yellowed, brittle newspapers to discover a casket, a small, infant-sized casket. Flint opened the lid to this small casket. To his astonishment, inside was the corpse of an infant boy. Flint called the Bakersfield Police Department and Stanley Newman, the Kern County coroner at the time. The first clue to how long this mystery box had been sitting undisturbed were the dates on the old newspapers. The papers included the Bakersfield Morning Echo, dated June 24, 1923, the Los Angeles Times and the Examiner, and the San Francisco Chronicle. The dates for these papers dated back from April to June 1923. With this information, investigators deduced that the death most likely occurred sometime around June 23, 1923. Newman removed the casket with the body inside from the mortuary. It was transferred to the coroner's office to be examined by the coroner's pathologist. Both Coroner Newman and Flint commented that the corpse was remarkably well-preserved, considering it had been 42 years since death. Stanley Newman named this unidentified corpse of a male infant, baby John Doe. Dr. Huntington didn't observe any injuries or trauma to the body and determined baby John Doe most likely died from natural causes shortly after birth, probably within a day, and he was probably of Latin descent. Coroner Newman set out to solve who this mysterious infant corpse was and who his parents were. The first person Newman interviewed was Richard Armstrong, one of the mortuary partners. But he'd only been a partner of Flickinger's since 1946, well after this baby's most likely death. J.C. Flickinger, by this time, was 91 years of age and had no recollection of an unclaimed baby's body. Mr. Flickinger said he had multiple partners during his years as a mortician in Bakersfield. Mortuary records were scoured for any clue that might help identify this body. Coroner Newman also searched at the Kern County Hall of Records for any recordings of a birth and death recorded for an infant in 1923. The coroner said that since the casket was inside a metal box that was inside a wooden box and packed with newspapers, the coroner speculated that the casket was prepared for shipment, but for some unknown reason was never shipped. He said it amazed him that a baby could die and its parents wouldn't see to it that he had a proper funeral or make sure that his body was buried. Armstrong Flickinger Mortuary cremated baby John Doe's remains. 
It's been 57 years since Rod Flint made that discovery and 99 years since that baby most likely died. And his true identity is still a mystery to this day. Resources used for both of these stories, The Bakersfield Californian. I'm Robert Peterson. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another notorious Bakersfield story. Have a good week.